You are listening to Snack for the Soul from Young Post, a product of South China Morning Post. This bite-sized Friday podcast features a different Hong Kong student every episode. We encourage you to give your eyes a break from the screens for a few minutes and tune in to hear the stories, reflections, and opinions of our hosts. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. I'm Ryan. I was born and raised in Hong Kong. I'm 23 years old, and I recently graduated from the Chinese University of Hong Kong with a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Science. And at this moment, I'm working, so not really studying anymore. I'm working as a research assistant back at my alma mater, CUHK, and also applying to postgraduate studies abroad, specifically in environmental management. I think it really brought me back when I think 2019, I was an, an exchange student at the University of Massachusetts Amherst in America. Um, I was there done with my classes, and I just saw some chantings in the I think in the central garden at the university. So I took a look, and apparently there was a student-led climate strike, and a lot of people brought their own musical instruments. They brought like their handmade signs, uh, chanting slogans. Everything is about climate change and about the climate action. And actually, I was pretty shocked uh, to see that amazing scene. It's not just like 10 or 15 people. It was like I think actually hundreds of people. And I was just being a bystander, asking people what was going on,、uh, why they were doing such kind of actions, and、uh, I could really hear their enthusiasm and also their、um, vigor and energy over there. And that really made me reflect about like, oh, I I don't really see a lot of like people talking about that in Hong Kong. After the end of the exchange program,、uh, I went back to Hong Kong, and I really think about like maybe this is time for all of us as Hong Kong youth to do something for climate action and activism. We knew that you went to COP 27 in Egypt this November. Would you like to share with us your experience there? Yeah, sure. Why not? So、uh, COP, so C O P, actually is an acronym for Conference of the Parties of the U N F T R I P C. So there are a lot of technical terms here. So U N F T R I P C stands for the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. So COP twenty seven means it is the twenty seventh United Nations Climate Change Conference, and I'm very very fortunate to be there to attend COP twenty seven as youth advocate as well as an NGO observer in Egypt. So I think I would say my experience overall was extremely overwhelming yet eye-opening. I interacted with a lot of like youth activists coming from different corners of the world. They have their own agendas, they have different activities going on,、uh, which is extremely inspiring, and I still have so much to learn from them. But apart from that, I got to attend a lot of UN official negotiations, ranging from different topics, let's say biodiversity, finance, technology,、uh, adaptation efforts,、uh, restoration, all sort of topics relevant to climate change that you can think about. It's all inside the agenda of COP27. As some of us might know, listening to this podcast right now, Hong Kong is actually not an official UN party. We don't have like a national representative coming to join in this COP27. But joining as a Hong Kong youth delegate or a youth advocate coming from Hong Kong really shows a lot of demonstration and statement because I'm not the only one joining from Hong Kong. Actually, there are like seven youth delegates and I, so in total eight people coming from the Carbon Care Inolab delegations, which is also a local NGO dedicated to empowering youth to dedicate towards youth and climate actions. So I, we know that we are not the only ones、uh, coming from Hong Kong to attend COP27. There's still a lot of people coming from local NGOs, green NGOs, different business、uh, companies, or even some of the research、uh, organizations. So. Knowing that I'm not alone in this journey, and、um, 
being there physically and seeing different kinds of negotiation going on is definitely something that I would treasure. We are very determined to envision what Hong Kong should be like and how Hong Kong should learn from other cities and countries in terms of being more ambitious in climate actions and policies. So I think it is it is a very valuable experience to be there, and I'm very privileged to be in that position. I lingered around at the Children and Youth Pavilion very frequently. So as some of you might know, Children and Youth Pavilion actually is the first year, the first COP, being able to have our own space. We got our own space for children and youth from around the world to gather and to organize different seminars, different uh, paneling sections. And they even like come together and talk about how they can gather UN negotiators in that particular pavilion so as to keep the UN processes and negotiations going. So. Yeah, I spent a decent amount of time over there, got to interact with a lot of passionate and just like really energetic youths over there. But other than that, we also got some opportunities to actually do some sharings on the spot because I think we also got some interviewing opportunities from other Hong Kong social media and also news outlets. So it was nice to get also that kind of experience to be on the spot and report what are the headlines, what are the most important things so far on that day. So I remember I was uh, on my way to a venue. I think I bumped into another youth from Nigeria. I think he's actually representing the government. So I said hi to him. I come from Hong Kong. How about you? And I made some small talks and realized that we actually have the same passions because one of my another focus area is climate change education. And uh, so did he. So we actually sat down. We talked about uh, what is, uh, uh, why is it so important in, in your country and what is the differences and similarities between Nigeria and Hong Kong. What surprised me the most is that we actually have common understanding about the most important values of climate change education. I remember so vividly, he said that what is so important about education is that no matter if you are grassroots communities or you are an environmental practitioners or even like you are policymakers in your own country, it is so important to incorporate those kind of educational elements into your campaign. Because once you lose that track of the element, no matter how much money, how much funding you put into this conservation projects, let's say, it will come as useless, like because no one actually gets the core fundamental values of education. So I really resonated with him on that point. And I think we talked for like half an hour, you know, and also without air conditioning. So we are sweating, but at the same time, the passion just kept us going on. So I remember I still keep in touch with him on LinkedIn, on those social media platforms. And I'm pretty sure he's doing great stuff for his country and also for his environment. Another summit that I attend apart from COP27 is the Ocean X Climate Summit. So X is in like times. So as climate doesn't just revolve around the atmosphere, it also encompasses the ocean and the land and the biodiversity. So I attended the summit outside COP27 and uh, instead of like an entry ticket, we actually got like a marble. So I was like very curious. So and the MC said that uh, at the beginning of the summit, all of us who are here right now, who are able to attend physically or hybrid or virtually, you having the chance to get this blue marble signifies you all from different parts of the world, you have a mission to conserve the oceans. And always remember, no matter when you go back to your home city or country after this COP, remember that the ocean is uh, so important to ourselves and also to the biodiversity that surrounds us. And uh, that reminds me because I also had an opportunity to travel a little bit around Egypt um, and I got to scuba dive around there. And that reminds me 
of the beautiful, fabulous biodiversity that surrounds us. I look at the corals and that reminds me like, oh my God, like I'm not just seeing this because I'm watching a Finding Nemo movie. I'm actually seeing this, you know, in such close distance, seeing the clownfish, the corals, and even see anemone lingering around just reminds us the beauty of the mind of nature. And uh, even coming back to Hong Kong, you know, it's still so vivid to me. And hopefully in the next COP or in another conservation summit, I can also act even more, you know, more proactively as a climate advocate in Hong Kong. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining our podcast today. Do you have any words for aspiring climate advocates and also young people from Hong Kong? Thank you, Kelly, so much for this opportunity. And yes, I, I do have a lot of things to say to the young people and especially you who are listening to this podcast. I would say don't be afraid and also use your streams in climate action if you're passionate about it. No matter if you are like, um, you're good at drawing, you're good at writing, um, you're good at dancing, which I say I'm not good at dancing, but at the same time, I'm passionate about it. Make full use of those abilities. Don't be afraid. Be daring and find all those people that you know, group them up and form a coalition. In recent years, more and more youths and youngsters are stepping out of their comfort zones, just making protests about climate change and talking about how important it is to stop consuming meat, uh, to uh, think more about our planet, think more about our future generations. And those young people in Hong Kong, I swear, never cease to amaze me. And uh, that reminds me like I'm 23 years old, I'm still counting. <laughs> it makes me feel like, yeah, I'm getting a little bit old, but there's still a lot of young people out there, very energetic, constantly with their unwavering passion, finding like-minded people doing something for climate change and realistic climate crisis is extremely important because without those new blood joining our uh, global youth coalition for climate change, it will never be possible. So for those people who are listening, don't be scared to be vulnerable and show your weaknesses because that's also how you can take advantage of those and turn those into a favor to climate action. So that's all I would say to them. Thank you so much, Ryan. This has been Snack for the Soul. See you next Friday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Follow us on Instagram at YoungPostHK and check out more stories relevant to teens in Hong Kong at scmp.com backslash YP. See you next Friday.